Welcome to episode 100, A Life Without Pain is the Biggest Lie. Welcome, I am your host, Claire Obeyed. Woman Awake is a soul-led journey of awakening through motherhood and womanhood. Woman Awake explores the soul-based, spirit-fueled, somatic and energetic journey of awakening, of consciousness. The power of an awakened woman lives in her life alignment, her inner attunement, and her embodied transformation. This is not just my journey, but it is ours, and together we seek to free our mind, feel our body, feed our soul, and to hear our heart. As women, as mamas, we seek clarity, we embrace the truth, we dive into the discomfort of our shadows, we honor our healing and we be fully with our humanness whilst also being in our divinity too. Hey beautiful ones, welcome to the 100th episode on Woman Awake. This is a big milestone. For those of you that have followed along for a while, you'll know that this episode has gone through a few different iterations as I changed my mind with the wind. It began as the Wellness Project. In fact, there's already 30 ish episodes from the wellness project so we're actually well past 100 but anyway and then we moved from the wellness project to one work mama and it felt really great to be in that space and with that name and then it came very clear to me one day that it was time to change which you might remember and that's where we are now woman awake and I'm going to do my absolute best to not change my mind and to stay there so I'm just going to clarify in case you can hear some strange tapping noises in the background. I'm sitting outside in the garden recording this and I have my new puppy, little Cavoodle. Her name is Hazel and she is currently chewing on something and it's tapping on the ground. So just letting you know because I know that that sound can be a little bit irritating in the background. So before we dive into the 100th episode of Woman Awake and what will be the last episode for 2021, I've got a couple of things to share with you. Number one, I have a few tickets left for my in-person event, Inner Alchemy, which is up here on the Central Coast on the 19th of December. So please do follow the link in the show notes and book your ticket. There's a discount if you bring a friend. I would love to see you there. It's going to be an incredible four-hour journey full of light language practices, embodiment, movement, breath work. It's delicious. It's powerful. Every single time I've run this event, it blows my mind how much healing and transformation happens in this space. The second thing to note is for a few more days, you'll be able to get access to the recording of the Amrita, which was my two-hour virtual event that included breath work, light language practices, and just a whole lot of yumminess. It was a delicious, super supportive, bliss-filled experience. There was no focus here on transformation or healing your shadow. It was just simply about showing up and being in the light. It was incredible. The last thing I want to share with you here in the show notes, please do make sure you check it out because I've included a free celebratory gift because we've hit 100 episodes and that is free access to four meditations from my album Beginnings and Endings, which is perfect timing. We are at the end of the year rounding of 2021 and moving into 2022. So this is a really beautiful, nourishing album. All you have to do is pop your details into the little box and you'll get immediate access to those four um, 
to those four meditations. If you're already on my newsletter list, please don't stress. You'll be receiving an email or already have by now. And it has everything you need in there. Okay, so let's get into it. We're talking about a really interesting topic and that is pain and suffering. And I'm going to start here with this question. Who sold us the lie that the goal in life is to be free from pain? Who told you that we must avoid suffering at all costs? Because what I've come to really know is that a life without pain is the biggest lie. How do we end up believing that our human existence is only a worthy one if it's overflowing with love, joy, ease, grace and contentment at all times? Of course we all want that. Of course we all reach for that. But the idea that life is only supposed to be full of all of that, that's just a flat out lie. I've had many moments of suffering. Most of the ones in my adult years were actually the result of my own internal warfare. As Jewel so beautifully mentions in her interview recently with Joe Rogan, which I highly recommend you check out if you haven't listened to that, it's incredible. She talks about anxiety is like leaving your house to go and look for the thieves that you are so worried will break in and rob your home. It's like, of course you don't do that. You stay at home. You protect your home. You stay there. And I get that description. I really do because I've had moments in my life where there has been unfounded, unnecessary stress and anxiety and that has actually been the reason for my own pain and suffering. I've caused that from being in that internal headspace and anxiety-driven chaos. I'm going to tell you a story now. Many of you have heard, it, heard this before, but maybe you haven't if you're new here. There, was, there is still a very clear memory of a time I was pushing my screaming baby boy up a hill on a cold winter's day. He was very little. He was only three months old. And nothing I could do would settle him. This was my second time on the merry-go-round of newborn land, my second rodeo, and I was fuming. I was fuming at life, at God, at myself. How could I be having a similar experience to the first time, a similar experience with an unsettled baby, feeling clueless, completely out of control, so many elements here that I just couldn't fix or improve or change. So I recall in my mind in this moment that I was having a very heated and vivid conversation with God. In fact, I was fuming. Why is it like this again? How did this happen? What have I done wrong? Haven't I, you know, focused on surrender? Don't I deserve better? Why won't you make this better? And on and on and on it went. And I was like literally practically shaking from the frustration and the anger. Until, that is, I was stopped short in my tracks and I heard these words. Who they're from, I'm not so sure. I can only guess, perhaps my highest self, a guide, the goddess, God herself, himself. It doesn't matter. But the words I heard were to the effect of, why don't you stop asking me to fix this and instead try surrendering to it instead? These words literally stopped me short. Literally. Halfway crossing the road with cars going by, I started doing that crying, laughing, crying thing. Disbelief, astonishment, relief, surprise, all of the emotions. The whole, oh my God, of course, of course, of course, surrender, of course. And then I realized this. Where did I get the message that any form of struggle sorry, and suffering I was going to say struffering. I was going to merge those two words together. Where did I get the idea that any form of struggle and suffering is wrong, that makes me wrong, 
that isn't okay, that it's not and should not be part of my story. Where did I get that? Why was I fed these expectations that life should be hunky-dory, sweet as, cruisy and chilled all of the time? When I was clearly not a cruisy and chilled person all of the time. And I started to unpack this idea of surrender a a little more here. Which, by the way, I need to add, I had been working through surrender and various versions and iterations of it and layers of it for myself for years at this point. Those of you that have followed along with me for a while, you'll know that I even created an ebook on surrender. I have been in that space for a while. So it's a recurring theme of mine, clearly. <laughs> so looking back throughout my life, my childhood, I was witness to many moments of pain and suffering. Some of them were mine, some of them were others. And I experienced a lot of them for myself personally. Some of them I remember, some of them I don't. So no major big T traumas. And, you know, I, I want to honour that because I work with a lot of women who have been through some really horrific things. But many of those small T traumas, dysregulation, fear, uncertainty, um, just yelling, shouting in the home, all of that. So however, despite all of that, the story embedded in me is one that says pain and suffering is part of life, but it must be avoided. If by some chance you do experience challenging times, you must fight and push against it. You must try to fix and control and change it. What I've come to realize and understand is this. Surrender is most certainly giving, not giving up. It's not. It's most certainly not giving up. I'm saying that a few times. But surrendering into experiences that feel challenging, full of pain and suffering, is actually the way through and it's a very empowered, powerful place to be in. It doesn't take pushing and force, but there's more power and energy and healing in that type of surrender. Leaning into challenges, to pain, into suffering, acknowledging them without fighting against it, being with the feelings and the experience as it is. Trusting that like the tide rolls in and out, so too will your feelings, your anxiety, your stress, your pain, your suffering. Nothing is permanent. And in fact, the transition happens much faster when we let go, when we trust in it, when we appreciate that we are spiraling through something that will ultimately up-level and bring us to a higher state of consciousness, to more awareness, to a shift, a breakthrough. A new perspective might be born from that. Perhaps a different state of joy and pleasure, Because polarity, we live on planet polarity. We have to really embrace the fact that what goes up must come down, what is full of pain, but there will also be the equal and opposite feeling state of that. Love, joy, happiness. I've spent 12 years, well, close to 12 years now, coaching and mentoring women. Many, not all of them, but many come to me wanting to be healed. They're done with the pain. They want out from the suffering. They want a completely different experience. In fact, some of them want to step out of their own meat suit and embody a completely different person, body, story, existence, life, everything. They want it changed. And one of the first things that I make clear to anyone working with me is this. I am not healing you. If anyone is going to be doing any healing, it's you for yourself. I'm holding space for your healing. And we are not reaching for healed as a goal. We've got to scrap that. Healing as I see it is a return to wholeness. And wholeness as I see it includes all feeling states as a human being, as a divine human being, but with a sense of being completely put together, integrated, aligned, and living your authentic 
on purpose soul story. So I quickly work with my clients to get them on board with this idea. We will make a shift in their story, their patterns and their beliefs that are keeping them in a loop of anxiety and struggle and suffering and pain. We will create a sense of inner attunement, life alignment and embodied transformation. Yes, things will shift. Yes, your story can be rewritten from the future perspective. We can't change the past. But we also must be ready, willing and perfectly okay for the many moments to come that will feel challenging. Moments of pain are inevitable. We aren't going to live with rose-coloured glasses on believing that a life well-lived is a life without pain and suffering. That's gaslighting yourself, that's spiritual bypassing, that's denial, that's ignoring the fact that you are having a human existence. A life well-lived features pain and pleasure, sadness and joy, connection and disconnection, fulfilment and emptiness, fear and love, all of it. Like I said, planet polarity. We chose as a divine light beings that we are to have a human experience and to learn to bring down unconditional love and light into this very human experience, in this body, in this story and experience. That doesn't mean we have to hunt down pain, but we must learn to be okay with it when it shows up. We must learn to embrace it as a part of our path, a way to unfurl into more beauty. Instead of trying to block it, suppress it and fight against it, if we accept it, see it for what it is and say, okay, let's do this. Perhaps it will no longer feel quite like pain. Maybe there's more purpose to it. Perhaps it feels more like an experience that we're having and that we'll trust will ebb and flow just like the tide. It won't take as long to shift. It no longer takes forever. Days, weeks, months, years. It can move in days or hours. It no longer infiltrates and leaks toxicity into all areas of your life, like an oil spill that you just can't clean up. But we can learn to be with it and still have pleasure, joy, and aliveness present too. Just need to breathe that in for a moment. So if you align with the idea that life is an upward spiral, that there are moments when we are moving along that spiral where it feels like we're actually going down, but in fact we're just looping back up and around, and as we come higher and higher up the spiral, we get to have a bird's eye view. We're not free from pain and struggle forever, but we have these moments that are less intense, that are completed faster. And with that bird's eye view, we've got a refreshing perspective. With hindsight, we can look down and see where we've been and what we've learned and why we had to experience that experience. Perhaps that sets us up to embrace the next struggle as it comes around. I'm not in any way diminishing uh, major traumatic events that, you know, you can't just surrender into those moments and go, oh, okay, this is going to lead to something great. You have to honour the feeling in that moment. You have to honour the pain and the grief of losing a loved one. You have to be with that. And that's precisely what I'm talking about, being with it, not trying to push it down, squash it, or fight against it. And for the mamas out there, this is actually a really powerful lesson for all of us because we need to reparent ourselves through pain and suffering and challenges and their programming we have, which is to shut down from that, to ignore it, to step away from our feelings, to pull away. And we have to make it okay for us to be in that space. And we need to do this for our children too. We need to support our children through their pain. You know, simply saying to our child, this is tough. I can see how this feels really painful for you. It's okay that it's hard. I'm here with you while you feel that. That feels so different, doesn't it? 
and it feels so different to you're okay everything's okay distracting your child from their pain and moments of challenge or come on it's okay let's get on with it up you get let's go oh that's all right brush it off you can be brave it's all right or even this one oh let's not do that it's too hard it's too hard for you I don't even want you to deal with that oh we're not going to do that I'm sure there's many more examples so this episode today is simply an invitation an invitation to place pain and pleasure joy and sadness all of those polarities all on the same even playing field hello kookaburras in the background they're having a little giggle because they can see the lightness in life when we take out the expectations and the judgment it's just another experience another feeling Imagine when you're having a bad day, you said to your friend, this is really hard and it hurts a lot and I'm in pain and I'm going to be here with this. Thank you for hearing me, but this is a gift. I can feel it and I'm so glad I get to feel this and to see what's here for me. I'm alive and I'm having big feelings. It's beautiful and scary all at the same time. At the very least, start noticing your resistance to those struggle moments and to the moments that feel painful. Those of us that are preparing to give birth, we know that we know the preparation required to lean towards pain. Start noticing how much you are fighting an internal battle. Are you trying to squash it, hold it back, fix it, wish it to be better, fight against it, fight against it, just like I was. And instead, just notice what you feel in your body, where you feel it, track sensations, get curious about your inner monologue. Bring your attention to gratitude and amplify it. Yeah? Do the healing work. Do the healing work. See your coaches and your mentors. Always be willing through the state of desire to grow into the person that you truly are. To live a life free from crippling fear and anxiety. Do the work. Heal your trauma. But remember always that this is not about a perfect perfect Instagram life. It's not about perfection. But about learning to be a more embodied, whole and alive individual. And embracing the whole gamut, the whole rainbow, the whole experience. Aware and integrated, willing and ready. You're ready to face the tidal shifts of life. You're willing to be with all feelings and experiences. You are integrated in mind, body, and soul. And you're aware of the many ways to recenter, ground, support yourself, and heal. Thank you so much for tuning into One Work Mama. If you found this episode supportive, please subscribe and leave a five-star review over on iTunes. This is the best way to cheer me on. Ensure that One Work Mama lands in the hearts and the ears of those that need it most. If you can think of somebody who would gain value from this podcast, please consider sharing it and doing them a favor. You can find me at claireobade.com or over on Instagram under claireobade underscore. Thank you for being part of this soul-led journey through motherhood and womanhood.